This episode of WTF Landia Radio Show is not brought to you by the World Economic Forum, WEF, but the members of the World Economic Forum are gathering to bring about the abilities to create a phenomenal world. What is the phenomenal world that we are looking into? Well, join the conference in Davos, Switzerland. Maybe you can get on the guest lists of the World Economic Forum, WTF and WEF, not in collaboration, but possibly in the future. The views expressed at WTF Landia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. We're all being distracted. A lot is going on behind the scenes. Let me show you. The Federal Reserve knows the dollar is finished. I mean, honest to God, um, if I could speak about maybe something I've heard at some point, maybe from something reputable, maybe, maybe not, you never know. I'm just going to throw something out there that I heard. That the BRIC nations want off the dollar, and they're going to do it August 1st of this year. So they have their own version of the SWIFT system, an international payment system, that will run everything but the dollar. And joining that list is Saudi Arabia. This is big China's on that list, Russia's on that list, Brazil is on that list. You know, Thailand's on that list. There's a lot of countries that are tired of the dollar and they want off. Welcome to your most favoritest of all the podcast options out there. It's your WTF Landia Radio Show, my friends. Welcome to the show. It is nice to have you. If I do say so myself, it is nice to be here with you. I hope that your week is well. I hope that your day is going better than DJ T's day is going. <laughs> well, okay, I just want to preface this with saying that we'll get into that topic just a bit. The, the audio that we just heard. We'll get into that. But I want to preface this with just saying this now. First of all, prepare to hear much more podcast gold rapidly. Because, well, if you do know what went on today, then you'll understand why my show writes itself during the times of the DJT era. And it seems like we're back in the DJT era that's Donald John Trump for you newbies that are just joining the show. Welcome to the show. It's your girl, Char Michelle. You've landed upon the podcast broadcast of your dreams where we don't 
take life too seriously. Although we look at it, we look at it, we look at the circumstances, we look at what we're looking at, but we talk about it, we get through it, we laugh it out, and we enjoy a good nap, snooze after this broadcast is over, and you're welcome. It is my pleasure and privilege to do so. But I got to get to the business of the business. And the bottom line is that today is Tuesday. And uh, today was the day that DJT decided to fly in from Mar-a-Lago and land over in LaGuardia or wherever he landed. And just, you know, zoom on over to the Trump Towers and uh, go ahead and turn himself in, guys. Donald Trump was arrested today. Now, it doesn't seem like he was arrested because he, well, he's unarrested now. He's not there, which we all knew. But he did get indicted today, finally. We've been talking around this point for a minute. And I, I didn't want to do 15 episodes of talking around the point. I just want to get there, get in there, get on there, and get on with my life. But uh, his, do- his documents are unsealed now. So we can all have a look at it. But that would be too easy. Why don't we just go bit by bit, day by day, and allow ourselves the opportunity to see if this guy could, in fact, shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and get away with it. See, he said that. I didn't say that. DJT said that. Or something like that. Something to that effect. And you go look it up on the internet if they still allow that sort of thing. But the point of the matter is that are we looking one way when we should be looking the other? Is DJT just a big old sore eyesore? when we should be looking somewhere else. Listen, the dollar is collapsing fast. <laughs> and I know we talked about this dinner held with the BRICS. And the BRICS, again, yes, was, uh, is, let, me, let me just give you the acronym so you know what you're dealing with here. Brazil, Russia, Iran, China, South Africa. And I might add, they are having their big convention their big BRICS convention, the fourth annual, coming up sometime in August, I believe. And they're going to be talking about what they're doing next about this uh, currency. Are they joining in on one currency that they all barter and trade with, that they all utilize for spending? Are they going to say goodbye to the U.S. dollar? Is this war and the fact that the United States chose a side enough For them to scrap all deals and cut all ties financially with the United States. Is this a done deal? Is the U.S. dollar, therefore, the U.S. economy going to foil, so to speak? Are we looking at the end of the dollar? And if, in fact, we are, what is the solution to keep a stable economy so it doesn't end up like maybe Venezuela? <laughs> how valuable is that dollar? How, val- how valuable is um, the uh, peso? Think about it that way, okay? So um, 
I think we have a bigger uh, elephant in the room than the one that we're looking at over there at uh, Trump Towers, headed over into the New York Supreme Court. And uh, I think, here's my playbook, here's what I think, just for me looking around and seeing it and just trying to deal with my log logical foresight into the future. We have a collapse, right? But with that collapse, we've already got the fact that banks have lost money. We do know that um, Silicon Valley Bank, along with Wells Fargo and so on and so forth, have, you know, lost some funding, lost, I should say, some people's funds. The balances and bank accounts have been wiped out. The Fed came in, and whatever's happened, happened. But now they have introduced the idea of a Fed note, Fed one, Fed Fed note, Fed Fed currency. I believe that we should look at that could be helpful in this, right? I mean, if you're creating the problem and solving it at the same time, that would be helpful. But if you're just trying to come up with a way for in order for people to uh, be able to use their currency, this is what I have questions about, though. If you bought a mortgage and you owe on it and you owe in cash, U.S. dollars, does that transfer over to Fed now? Probably. Fed, Fed one, Fed bank, Fed currency. Or does it not? And do you do just wipe out what it was owing on that? Does it make sense? That would make the economy collapse even further if they're losing out on the payments, right? So if you owe a mortgage or you owe on a car, do you transfer? How does that work? Does this need some time to build up? Am I jumping the gun thinking that this is something that could happen fast? Or would it be something that we look forward to in the future? I'm not sure. Welcome to WTFlandia Halftime Show. Press pause and go ahead and grab your favorite snack and your most tasty drink. And we'll meet you back here in just a few. Now, anyway, is this just, again... A, di a different direction that we're being pointed towards. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that the whole, you know, I'm not saying that theoretically speaking, you know, that the whole infrastructure of power and, and fiscal banking is absolutely going to be desecrated. I'm not sure that that is what's happening. However, what I do know is that when there's chaos, as Mr. Klaus Schwab, or is it Yuval Noah, says it's time to, you know, it's a perfect storm to create some, you know, some change. Don't let a good disaster go to waste. <laughs> Something like that. Don't quote me. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, seriously, though. There could be a lot. A lot, a lot can be done. Listen, here's...
here's the thing is what we do know is that during times of famine and chaos, millionaires are born. People are coming up with ideas, creative ones, in order to uh, fix what's going on here. This is when this is when ideas are born. A lot of people are going to bottom out. No, 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 no doubt. Um, however, there's going to be a lot of government in- incentive, I believe, which will be helpful for the people. Listen, this might only affect the top 1%. Haven't we been talking about taxing the 1%? Haven't we been talking about sticking it to the rich people? Well, here's, here's, here's what, hey, if we build a 15-minute city, everybody gets carbon taxed and all their money is worth nothing. We are on the same playing field. This is how I feel. Listen, y'all. I'm not, listen, I'm just saying, this is my, listen, this is my peak at what I think I'm looking at that we have, might have to look forward to is a full collapse in order to level out the playing field. And again, this is not something that we have not been hoeing humming about. Now is it? Didn't uh, Alexandria, Acacia? Wear a dress that says tax the rich. Well, here we are. Not only taxing them, we're wiping them out. We're bottom barreling them, putting them on the same play, playing field as <laughs> your, you know, your, your McDonald's employee. And that's not laughable. I'm just saying. Here we are, kissing cousins. And here's the thing this is just like what's going to happen when I believe the rapture ha- takes place. You know, if you imagine yourself standing there before God with nothing that you own, earthly speaking, and you are just standing there facing, let's call it judgment day, and you have to answer. You don't have your car. You don't have your Bentley. You don't have your Chanel purse. You don't have your bank account there standing there with you. People are bucking naked. And they are left with what they have done or haven't done in the world. And I think that that's honestly exactly how that would look, in my opinion, or should look. Because, see, what we do now is we place value on what people have rather than what they have to offer. You know, lots of people have a lot to offer, but if they're not financially settled and set to offer those things or, or to be able to offer those things. Imagine people have these ideas, but they can't get the ideas off the ground because they don't have the finances to make it happen. Most time, we don't talk about this, but people are separated for, by a billion-dollar idea by the fact that they don't have the, the, the money to put into it to be able to invest in producing the product and or idea getting the idea off the ground. It does take money. Money talks. Ideas, well, they just remain ideas unless they have a backing of money. So I'm just wondering, again, we talking about an indictment. We'll, 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 we'll peek our head back over there, but I'm just thinking that the bigger picture is the fact that our money is changing. And more importantly than that, I think it's going to start looking like, a, in my opinion, if you're gonna take a, if you're gonna take a disaster situation, and create a change, you might as well introduce the microchip, or the waving of your palm, or your, you know, that system. And I think that's not what I would like. That's not what I'm suggesting should happen. 
But I think that's what I'm suggesting might happen and will happen to make it easier. We're already wiping out the money. No one wants change in their pocket. It's too heavy. I've been talking about this for, I don't know, years. No one wants to touch the dollar. The dollar is dirty, according to COVID-19. I thought they would have done this earlier. People don't want to touch dirty money because, well, you know, the COVID droplets and things like that. So I personally thought that this would have been initiated longer, a long time ago, but here we are. In 2023, just getting her off the ground. And again, these are things that I think are just the practical next best step. It doesn't mean it's right. No. But it doesn't mean that we have been... Remember, words are powerful. And just careful for what you manifest out there. You're throwing words like, you know, let's tax the rich and let's, you know, kill the one percenters. And even, you know, there's just at that point, I think I think that that's kind of what will happen. <laughs> if you say something long and loud enough, change will come. So anyways, let's talk about today. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office on Tuesday unveiled charges against Donald John Trump over hush money paid to, allegedly, to suppress accounts of alleged extramarital affairs. Becoming the first, DJT is becoming the first former U.S. president to face criminal charges. Do you know what they're talking about in other countries and continents? This. And they're laughing. Especially the BRICS nations. Well, because, not only because of this, you know, quiet sex, taxpayer dollars fiasco. Hush money. Keep this quiet and don't talk about it. Well, I'm going to talk about it because, well, I'm stormy and I've come to you know, cause some hurricane, right? She decided to do what she had to do. She wanted to talk about it. Hey, don't get mad at her. This guy's hustling his butt to a courtroom right now. But um, prosecutors led by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg charged Trump with 34 felony counts for falsifying business records. Now, you, you remember... When they went busting into Mar-a-Lago, you know, see, here's the thing. I don't think, and, and, and this is the problem. I don't think that New York's the only people that have it bad for DJT. He's got some stuff going on over in Georgia, likely in Florida, even in Texas. I'm, I'm not sure... He's got some cases adding up quite a few places. And this might just be the first of it. And, you know, we all know how these these drag on. This this could be, you know, a year and a half, two years before he, he sees the inside of a courtroom or even longer. Depending on all the work that needs to be done, right? Prosecutors, again, led by Alvin uh, District Attorney Alvin Bragg, charged him with 34 felony counts uh, to catch and kill scheme to suppress negative news stories about him ahead of the 2016 election. He said, hush, 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 catch and kill. Don't talk about it. And that way, 
papers didn't get it. However, we live in an era now where everything's acceptable. He could have saved his money and told her to talk about it and says, well, I identify with being a, you know, cheater. I identify with being an extramarital affair guy. I identify with being a mob boss. I don't know. He could just say that. Look, nowadays, if, 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 if look, 2016 was way different than it is now. 2024, 23 is wild in these streets. What would have passed then? Ain't going so, flying so much now. Or 2018, whatever he was on in office, like this is different. We're di- we're in different times nowadays. Dude can go get on the ballot as an eagle, and he better and people better identify with him with that eagle. I'm just saying, this is where we're at right now. You, if you're laughing right now, you should check yourself <laughs> and see how you, you know, identify. But I'm just saying, and this is not capping. This is not cap. I want to see Babylon fall gracefully. I don't want to be capping. <laughs> I'm Babylon. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about it. Now, during the campaign, Trump's former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, remember that guy? He paid porn star Stormy Daniels $130,000. For her silence on an affair she says she had with Trump. Yes, and Michael Cohen did later speak about it. But anyways, Trump denies the allegations and the affairs, but has admitted to reimbursing Cohen for his payment to Daniels. He has called Bragg's probe a politically motivated witch hunt. And he pleaded not guilty during his first court appearance today. That's Tuesday. He said not guilty. Not guilty. I didn't do it. Taken together, the charges carry a maximum of 136 years in prison. Woo! Under New York law. Oh, my gosh. But any 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 prison sentence following a guilty verdict would almost certainly be far less than that. Trump would almost certainly appeal any conviction. 136 years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Now, I have a couple of questions to ask before we get all off into other stuff. You know, every president, as far as I remember, they have Secret Service detail from the time they enter office until the time they leave this planet. Okay? They get Secret Service detail. It's part of their thing. It's a part of their contract. That... As long as they are president and after, thereafter, they have a certain amount of detail. And I'm just wondering how that's going to work out for those guys. <laughs> do, they, does, do they have to sit behind bars with this man to make sure no suicide happens? Or like any, or just, just be there for the guy? That would be different. It might be f- nicer for him 136 years with... Oh my goodness. This is wild. This makes me think. This is going to be crazy, you guys. But anyways, it's against New York state law to make a false entry in a company's records while falsifying 
business records on its own, then it's a misdemeanor, meaning it's punishable by a sentence of less than one year. And it's considered a felony punishable by up to four years if it's done to conceal or further other crimes. In this case, Bragg said those other crimes included alleged election law violations. Cohen pled, pleaded guilty in 2018 to federal charges of causing an unlawful campaign contribution and making excessive campaign contributions tied to the scheme. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Manhattan has not charged Trump, who it referred to in its charging document against Cohen as individual one with any crime. So he has not charged DJT with any any crimes. But again, I'm just more worried about uh, Donald Trump's uh, uh, his details. Like they have to, if 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 they have to be behind bars with him, this is going to be troublesome in all all forms and fashions. This is not okay. But anyways, in an interview with Rutgers in December. 2018, Trump said that the payments to Daniel wasn't a campaign contribution and there was no violation based on what we did. That's what he said. So, it's really his word against theirs until the courts get a hold of all of it. And he says, you know, I think it, I beg to differ. I think you concealed it. And again, you should have identified with it just being a cheater and you would have been fine. But again, I don't know. And this is why it's going to get exciting. And I started this podcast off with this preface, that this podcast is going to get exciting because you know why? It's going to write itself. I'm just going to be here to report on what I'm hearing, talk around it, make some jokes about it, um, and and hopefully see some not only historical things happen. We're already in the historical part of it. This has never happened to it ex-president of the United States, former president. So that's historic in and of itself. And then he's already pled not guilty. So we're going to see if he is actually, he's not guilty to all 34 counts. Not even one does he feel guilty about? He just said, nah, no, 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 To all of them? That's interesting. Okay, you have to stick to that then. You've already been, it's already been sealed into the documents. Now, again, we'll just have to be very concerned as to what his um, his bodyguards, his intelligence, his detail is going to have to deal with. Because if they do have to stay with him inside of a prison cell, and they have families, let's just say that they all have families and things like that, how does this work? How 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 did they get on with their lives with that happening? This is this is not seeming like it's gonna end well. His secret service needs to be behind bars with him for possibly one hundred and thirty six years or less, or more, give or take. I think it's gonna be less. But also. What are the people who are MAGA's supporters? What are they going to feel about this? Are they going to go and tear up the streets of New York? The New York streets cannot 
deal with that. Have you been to New York in a while? That city needs a whole lot of loving and prayer. It's a wreck right now. And New York City is back to the 90s, grit and grimy. You know, it's not it's not looking good, but I don't know. A lot of people are saying MAGA stands for my ass got arrested. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I'm, not, uh, I'm not judging here. But what I'm saying is I'm praying for this all to work out the best way it should. You know, I'm praying for everything to work out in the best way possible. And for in every situation for God's will to be done. Because if Donald Trump is a follower of Christ and he's going to put his faith. And if he's not, he's going to dive into the lap, into the feet of Jesus because the lap of God. Because I'm telling you what, in times like this, in my life is when I said, Lord, I need you. And I saw him show up. Not like this, because I can't really say that I know about times like this. This is different. But we all have times where we're just like, Lord, I need you. I can't see the rain through the fog. So I get it. And maybe he's going to do that. Or maybe he has God on his side. Who knows? I'm not judging. I'm saying we all fall short of the glory of the Lord. All of us. So while we're laughing at DJ T, remember this. Your situation could very well be crappy as well. So don't laugh. That's one thing I've been really convicted on these days is not to laugh at, you know, and, and not, you know, part of my job here on this podcast broadcast is to keep us light hearted about the hard news. So I'm not going to take that away from us all, but I'm going to try to do it in a sense where I, I try to come up with, you know, what, where our human hearts lie in this all and where our humanity lies in this all. And we got to think about it. Yeah, we all reap and sow. But if we were Donald Trump and we were, you know, going through this, will we want people to laugh or we want people to pray? If you're a believer, if you're a Christ follower, I wouldn't cuss them out and, and, and laugh. Probably be praying. And if you're not, you know. I don't know. I think the way people change is when they when they feel uh, overindonated with love. We can do that. You know, that doesn't sound goofy because Kanye tried that approach and they laughed him out of the world. I think they laughed him into a clone facility. Now he's walking around six foot three with a brand new wife and uh, rocking Balenciaga, apparently. What the heck? What is going on? Kanye. <laughs> My goodness, what is happening in this world? Listen. Whoa, though. Whoa to everybody just thinking everything is okay. I laughed about, you know, what Donald Trump could have used as a defense during his election campaign. He could have said, I identify with a cheater. But that's also not funny because we're living in the world where people are identifying with things that should not be identified with and that should stay inside. But here we are. I think what we associate ourselves with is not reality. And I'm going to go on record and say that. But what reality is, is what we are dealing with, what's real, what's physical, what's tangible. Again, I think of myself as a millionaire. Doesn't mean my bank account's showing me that. Later. uh, Now from two different sources, we have confirmation. And I've talked to one of those sources myself that... There's something within the vaccines that is being considered as a bioweapon, which is, again, not a new term. But 
that this particular component within the vaccines is almost like a payload. And I think of a payload, what, is it, what does that mean, a payload? A payload is like when there's a detonation, you have a truck or a trailer, and it's got a bunch of dynamite or explosives on it. They call it a payload. It's designed to deliver a, a massive eruption or detonation. So they call it a payload because it's not, a, a, it wouldn't be like a normal um, onslaught. It would be like a massive onslaught. And so there's going to be a payload with some type of pathogen that will be activated by a, sequ a sequence of 5G bursts. And these will be basically off of six, uh, 16 to 18 gigahertz frequency. And it will be essentially three bursts that will be sequential and last a minute. And those will be designed, that th those bursts will actually create a signal that will release this payload that is within the hydrogel component of the vaccines. So what exactly is in there? There's supposed to be three pathogens and these three pathogens are, um, I'm not 100% sure what these pathogens are, but one of them is what they call the Marburg virus, which is essentially a pathogen that mimics the hemorrhagic fever, that creates a hemorrhagic fever uh, component. It's, it's similar to that. Do you know where you are going when you die? Do you want to change the way that you're living right now and have the opportunity to get to heaven? Say this prayer and believe it with all of your heart. Ready? Jesus, I am a sinner and I wholeheartedly repent. Please forgive me. I believe you died on a cross and rose again, conquering death so that I can live. I accept you now as my Lord and personal Savior. Please baptize me in your Holy Spirit. No matter how hard it may be to follow you, keep me honoring you from this moment forward and on the narrow path of righteousness. Holy Spirit, please walk with me every step of the way. Angels, go before me and battle all of the obstacles that are set up to trap me. Blood of Jesus, cover me in your mercy. And God in heaven, please allow my name to be written in your book of life. Amen. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio 
which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise. The WTF Landia Radio Group does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast. And information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement. The third-party materials or, or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion, standards, or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this reliance on or inability to use this podcast or the information presented in this podcast.